Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. back everybody to another episode of the podcast to be named later i am noah hiles he is alex stove and alex we got an even world series tied at one game apiece the rays take down the dodgers final score of six to four a great start from blake snell a couple of homers from brandon lau and just like that it's the first team to win three games is going home with that piece of metal uh alex this was a game that we were different on. We were both on the same page for game one uh, on what our expectations were. But you were high on Bra- uh, you were high on Blake Snell, where I did not. I did not see that one. And uh, my first question for you was, um, does this is this changing your opinion? Do you think maybe the Rays can win this early? Do you, how big of a win is game two in your mind for the for the Tampa Bay Rays? Uh, I mean, I, I said all along that, you know, they, they weren't in trouble until Charlie Morton lost, but I might have undersold that because it, it kind of hit me in this game whenever Gonsolin was starting. Like, you know, this is – they need this one. This is a very winnable game because the Dodgers are going to rely on their bullpen, and it's a good bullpen, but it's not as good as the, as the Rays' bullpen. It's not as good as Ian Snell. And, boy, the Dodgers really – they made this one a ball game late. Brandon Lau broke out of that slump. I mean, really good all regular season and really struggled in the postseason. Hit the two home runs and the three RBIs whenever the game was on the line. And this one, the season was on the line. So big win for the Rays. Game three is going to be so pivotal. Pivotal. I mean, Charlie Morton versus Walker Bueller, those are the two guys you want to give the ball to in, in a game like this. Yeah. Um, first things first, you called him Ian Snell. Which is I, I did call him Ian Snell. Which is wonderful. Um, There's it, only know, one Snell as far as yeah. this 2000s millennial um, But I think the big uh, takeaway from me here is that the Rays bullpen, they can, they can do this. They can, they can come in and they can shut the door. Uh, where when you see Snell leave the game and then the Dodgers start to get hot, right? They, they they make it a two-run game. I think against probably at least 25 other teams in baseball, the Dodgers end up coming back and tying the game. And, hell, they had chances. They had runners on. Uh, they had something cooking a couple times. But the Rays are so poised. That back end of the bullpen is so dominant, and it's so deep that they figured it out. 
and they and they get this win. And moving forward, like you said, we're Friday. Friday is it is. I mean, the odd you got to win the odd number games, right? Game one's important because you want to start the series lead. Game three's important because you're either getting the lead once again or you're avoiding going down 3-0. Same for game five, and game seven is a must win. Um, but I think it's important for this Rays team to win in the first two uh, because you're going against a team <clears throat> that's played – essentially 11 world series games together that core has been together for better or for worse they played they played 11 games well 12 coming into yesterday so this race team they're all new they're all new i mean charlie morton knows how to play in a world series but he hasn't pitched yet and the rest of these guys they don't have a lot of experience in games like this so going down 2-0 that might be too big for them to overcome so getting this win today and more importantly, getting out early is is the key here. Getting an early home run from Lau and then getting that second one, building up that insurance, that's huge. That's huge, and that's something I think if the Rays do win the World Series that we'll look back on, and, and Lau doesn't need to have another hit. I mean, ideally, yes, he should want to have another hit, and he, they're going to need all hands on deck to beat the Dodgers. But even if he doesn't and the Rays win, he will be looked at as a hero for his performance in Game 2. Yeah, and just to touch on the experience thing, and you, you said this already, like Charlie Morton, this is going to be – this is why you get a Charlie Morton. This yeah. is why the Rays, whenever they had this good, young, talented core, like we need a veteran to get in here. Like it's kind of a sports writer cliche, in in a lot of different ways. But this is it. This is the big game that you use a Charlie Morton for. And Walker Bueller is just as experienced in the World Series, so it's not you know you know he has the advantage over yeah uh, you know the kid in that regard. It's he he needs to perform in in this game. This is. It almost feels like whoever wins Game Three is going to win the World Series. See, I don't know if I fall. I don't know if I buy that because you, these or, teams or, are both. How about this? At the very least, if the Rays do not win Game Three, it's it's definitely the Dodgers to lose at that point. That's that's what I'll agree with because I was going to say if the Rays win Game Three, the Dodgers can still win the World Series. Hell, I still think the Dodgers could win the World Series in six games. Uh, where if the Rays the Rays need to win this one, the Rays can't go down two one. That would be an immense problem because you, you know, who are they pitching in game four? And it's just, and it also, I guess it depends on how they lose, if they burn a lot of the bullpen or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think game three is more important for Tampa, but it's important for both teams. So aside from the actual action on the game, Alex, another thing that you and I both noticed, and of course, Twitter noticed was this game took a while. It, it, it went long. Well, the start time was around 8-ish, and it wrapped up just before midnight. So a four-hour game. Uh, it wasn't necessarily high scoring or anything. Uh, yet, once again, we're seeing these games run long. Rob Manfred is punching air right now <laughs> as, as uh, he hears us talking about it. Is this a real issue, or are we making it one? When, when we talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, this was the longest game. In the regular season, it was the longest a nine-inning game ever was. And we, we talked about it earlier this week with the Pirates moving up start times that, you know, this was 
important, you know, like, hey, let's actually get people home at a reasonable hour. It's it's getting worse, though, in the postseason. And this isn't the only time that it's happened in the postseason. Like, we've seen three-and-a-half-hour games, it feels like, the last couple years. But now it seems like it's creeping even more to, like, three hours, 40 minutes. And eventually we're going to just get to a point with, like, postseason baseball with all the pitching changes, extra time in between, the extra advertisements, which always makes me roll my eyes a little bit. Like, we're, we're inching towards that four-hour mark. and. NBA doesn't have that problem. NFL doesn't have that problem. Hockey doesn't have that problem. This is a baseball problem. Yeah, and I think that that's just the reality of modern-day baseball. I think they've tried to do different things to expedite the broadcast. I mean, even with, like, the rule changes and that stuff, there's also, like, in-game commercials now and things of that nature. So, I don't know. Personally, it's just that's just how the game is now. And if people are bored with it or whatever, I don't know how you fix it. It is what it is, in my opinion. I still enjoy the game. Maybe other people don't. Maybe I'm in the minority there. I don't know. At some point, though, there is going to be a tipping point. Like, we're, we're weird. That's why we get paid, you know, to, yeah. to watch baseball. I mean, we can just mm-hmm. literally watch baseball all, all yeah. day. But for just, like, the average consumer, for – Casual fans for people who have to be at work in the morning, it's it's getting tougher and tougher. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the World Series should move up half an hour. Like, would it be outrageous to start at 730? It, it is when there's a West Coast team playing in it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I it's the truth. Like, I, I would be pissed if they're – I mean, they, they started still playing at 5. I mean, they're, they're starting at 5 anyway. Yeah, like if you're coming home from yeah. work, you're listening to that on the freeway. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about something that happened during the World Series uh, last night involving yours truly, and uh, we're going to maybe spin it into a baseball-wide topic of conversation when we return. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Second segment of the show, Alex, as you already know. This second segment is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. Uh, I'm one day away. I can't wait. Everyone's listening to this Thursday, every Friday. I love doing shows with you. I really do, Alex. I enjoy it thoroughly. I look forward to it. We've been doing it good for three years. I hope we can continue to keep doing it. However, Mike's Beer Bar, it just hits different. We get to do that show there every Friday, Carter and I. 
They've got a billion beers on tap, it seems like. All of them are local. You're supporting local business. You know, it's for a good cause or whatever. You're helping out good people. You've got great service, great product, great food, great vibes, great atmosphere. It's by, it's right across the street from a great ballpark. A lot of greatness going on at Mike's Beer Bar. Stop down there and get you some of it. Alex, you know what's also great is owning Houston Astros fans on Twitter. And that's what I did last night. It's actually currently what I'm still doing right now. I have 21 Twitter notifications as we're recording this. It's because I am knees deep in the mud fighting with Astros Twitter. And it's a fight that I didn't choose to pick. All right. So, uh, so how, how did you get in this situation? So young Noah? Someone hit. I think it was Will Smith hit a home run. And uh, I think it was his home run. Um, yeah, he went yard, middle of the game, and a guy caught it, and he turned around, and the back of his shirt said, nice swing, female dog. Uh, but it's, 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 it's one word instead of two, and it begins with okay. a B. Yeah, so that was his shirt. And my peanut brain was like, oh, bad word on TV. And I took a picture of it. I giggled and I tweeted a picture of it like I'm like the middle schooler that I am. Didn't really think of the context behind it. It is a direct reference to Joe Kelly and the altercation he had with the Houston Astros, which to me makes it even funnier. And it's classic. Like that's the kind of stuff where I don't buy like jerseys or anything anymore, but like that's a shirt. Maybe not something that has a swear word on it because like I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing that in public. Uh just because I'm a nice guy. But yeah. um, you know, just stuff like that, like inside jokes where the true fans would get it. And that's cool. However, I am now knees deep in the mud with Houston Astros Twitter. I got blue check marks retweeting me, coming after me, saying I live, they live rent free in my head, and I'm just, I'm just like, buddy, I just saw a bad word on TV and thought it was funny. But if you want to get down and dirty, oh, but let me take my nice, uh, my my nice white shoes off so I don't get a muddy, and I'll join you. And we can bring the ruckus. So I've been going back and forth all day. One interaction with a guy, he was saying, you know, how Joe Kelly pitched today. I said, he pitched in the World Series. And he said, <laughs> he said, if you want to call it that, I said, I'd call him throwing balls and strikes in a World Series game, pitching in the World Series. He said, batting practice. I said, batting practice is the only thing the Houston Astros can do right now because they lost in the ALCS. And that was just one of many. Uh, for a while I got bored and just started repeating everything that they called me. They're like, uh, you're obsessed with Houston. And I just replied, you're obsessed with Houston. And like that really showed them, uh, there's just a lot. And now, now what's nice is we got the Noah's backers. I don't know who they are, where they came from, but I got people coming out of the woodwork backing me up for a fight I didn't even sign up for. So, Alex, we don't need to talk about this Twitter fight, but what I do want to mention is, as a baseball fan, is it wrong to still be dancing on the Houston Astros' grave? Because I think for people in Pittsburgh, probably. Like, they, they lost. You could be happy that they lost, and you can say, like, thank God they're not here. But, but, I, like, almost choked there. Oof. Uh, but, I think if you're the Dodgers, you have every right to dance on their grave still. 
I mean, this is a team that cheated you out of a World Series. You took them to seven games. They were cheating in at least three of them. So, yeah, you can dance on their grave. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that guy wearing that shirt. I have no problem with L.A. continuing to chirp Houston for cheating them. I'm fine with it. One year is nowhere near long enough of a probationary period where they just, you know, they can't, they, they you can't complain yet. You can't complain yet. Yeah. First of all, I just want to point out how hilarious it is that, you know, hilarious it is that, you know, you're obsessed with Houston sports, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll put my flag in the ground right now. I hate Houston sports. I said it. I didn't you before. Started, you started the postseason getting the Travis Scott meal in like Houston Astros gear. Yeah, I sure did. But what, no, what a redemption arc. I hate. Um, I hate the Rockets. I hate the Texans. You know, Bill O'Brien. He should have been there. They shouldn't have fired him. Continue. Wow. Wow. That's going too far with Bill O'Brien there. Yeah. Notorious Bob. But. Uh, as far as like Houston goes, it's kind of like how everyone piled on the New England Patriots, which is the only comparable team over like the last this millennium, as yeah. far as like a cheating scandal goes. Where you know they're a very talented team, but you know they 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 clearly bent the rules and and they were punished for it. New England was more severely punished, even though again no championships stripped, but. Like Pittsburgh immediately found their connection to that. He's like, well, you were obvious of the 2001 AFC Championship game. That's you know, that's what we're <laughs> going to remember. Yeah. Like the the Pirates don't really have a dog in the in this fight as far as like Houston goes. It's just you know moral objection as a baseball fan in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like if you're an Oakland Athletics fan, it's like man, we could have won division titles if you were. You know, a New York Yankees fan. We should have been in the World Series. Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Los Angeles Dodgers. That's the number one. That's why Joe Kelly, you know, even though he was a Red Sox at the time. Yeah. And the Red Sox did the Dodgers dirty also. And still a weird, you know. No one talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as a baseball fan, no. I don't think think – it's only been a couple days. You can still take joy in the Houston Astros, the sub five hundred Houston Astros getting bounced from the playoffs. Yeah, and, and that's the cool thing about sports is I love when people hold grudges for an unnecessarily long amount of time. I think in personal life situations, I think you're a loser if you hold grudges for super long times, unless if it's a for a really good reason. But I mean, if you're if you're mad at someone for years on years on years over a disagreement you had a long time ago. I just think it's better off just letting that kind of be in the past, right? But no, sports are different. I love when people get petty for stuff that happened years and years and years down the line. I love that Ryan Braun gets booed at PNC Park still for, you know, an incident that occurred in when, 2011, I think it was. So just just all that kind of stuff. I think that that's what makes sports great is pe- people don't forget. So. I like that. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. People remember. Yeah, people don't forget. <laughs> it's soccer, what? Greg. It's soccer. And you know what? Whenever it comes to Houston, it, it, it sucks for Houston because that is the first championship. That is, yeah. you know, everything well, that the franchise have been building up to that point. And that's, 
you know, it's it's tainted. Oh, you know, for sure. Point, and yeah. it's it's not just going to be a team thing, too. Like, that's going to probably keep Jose Altuve out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. I mean, like, if he, regardless of what he does for the rest of his career, I'm saying. Uh, and like, I mean, it's, pro- it's probably going to keep Carlos, Be- Carlos Beltran out of it. That That's the more... Okay, and but like other guys too, like Bregman, who's super young and had everything going for him to be one of the faces of the game, they're not going to market Alex Bregman. No. No, they're not going to market Carlos Correa, and that's going to take money out of their pockets as well once they hit the free agency market. Like I think Correa is like a free agent this year. So, yeah. Alex, any final thoughts? I'm looking forward to game three. We're not going to be able to podcast right after because, you know, weekend and whatnot yep. but no that's gonna be a good game that's i, I kind of got the feeling that's gonna be the game of the series i uh i mean it sure is now it's cool that uh the next time we talk about world series baseball it's gonna be a completely completely different series because they play fr- friday saturday and sunday right yeah it might be over it, it very well could be it very well could be give me a prediction what what's the series gonna look like? That's how we'll close it. What's the series gonna be at the next time we talk uh, on Sunday evening for Monday show? Three two Dodgers. Three two Dodgers. Yeah. To be different, I'll say I'll say Dodgers have it won. <laughs> so you're abandoning the six game prediction. Just, just to, to be different, me. yeah, I agree. It's gonna be three two Dodgers, but we'll see. Tweet us your predictions on social media. Uh, leave us a comment both on the podcast platform or on the website. And hit that subscribe all button if you haven't already. For Alex Stump, I'm Noah Hiles signing off saying we will see you tomorrow night.